Welcome to track number one of Missions. We are having a, a World Missions Conference. Alright. Now, I'm very happy to see this banner up here because it helps us to... Um, it helps us to uh, understand why we are here and what we are doing. Amen. Amen. Now, have you found Acts chapter 1? So the subject is missions. Alright? Now it says in uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 7, it says, And it's not for you to know the times. Now let's... Um, Let's read from verse 1. The first account I composed Theophilus about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after he had by the Holy Spirit given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. To these he also presented himself alive after his suffering, by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days. Speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God, gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, you heard of me. Can you please take your chewing gum out? I forgot. Chewing gum. I, I do not like to preach to chew, people chewing gum or sleeping in front of me. I do not allow it anymore. The reason why I don't allow you to close your eyes or to sleep in front of me when I'm preaching is because as you close your eyes, I get the message that what I'm saying is not necessary, it's too long, it's boring. Then I am instructed spiritually and intimidated spiritually and redirected to change my message so it's a demonic thing that's why I, it may sound funny to you but I do not allow that you know and in many churches they sleep in front you know and then they wake up when it's time to be prayed for yeah you see so it redirects the pastor from the importance of the word of God to do other things he's doing other things and he's not ministering the word that he should be. And there are some people who are real professional sleepers <laughs> at church. You know? Now some people just sleep all the time. So try. If you are struggling with that, get some coffee. And definitely don't sit in the front. I'm telling you so that you will not be embarrassed or feel that, you know, you come to church and you just talk to us anyhow. And just do that, 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 that and all that. Okay? I know you are Americans. I have that great respect for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Africa. <laughs> Alright. Now he said unto them, It is not for you to know. Where were we? Verse 4. Gathering them together. He, so you can take your chewing gum out. Now when chewing gum is in your mouth and you are not chewing, I can also see because it looks like you've been to the dentist. and It's like you've got a sore. So take it out of your mouth. Alright? Please. Immediately after, I'll buy you some chewing gum. Alright? <laughs> Gathering them together, he commanded them not to, to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. So when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or epochs which the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the remotest parts of the earth. Amen. Amen. Now, um, with everything that is done, right, or that happens, you can easily have... Let's see whether this will work. All right. You never know. I could learn how to preach like this. Forgive. All right. Are you there? With everything that you have, I feel like a president now. <laughs> okay. With every everything that you have, every. Um, area of endeavor that you have you can always shift away from the main reason why you started doing what you are doing you get it now in this scripture the disciples had seen Jesus rising from the dead and so on and then they came to him 
and asked him about a pressing problem. You know, if you listen to, I, I preached a message about Christ the King, or Christ as the Messiah, I think, or Christ the King, I don't know what they called it. Christ the King. You, you hear over that, I spoke about how the Jews were expecting a king. And they were really disappointed in the type of person that Jesus was. You get it? Because he wasn't like a king. You get it? So they're quite disappointed about, you know, how unfortunate he seemed to be. You know, born in a bad place and been arrested and all these problems. You get it? So, the people, and just like all of us, we are all pressed by our current problems. It's natural. Do you see? And in those days, the people who ruled over you and dominated you, you know, affected you so much. And you always attribute all your problems to those people. You know, that's what happened in Africa. We attributed all the problems that we had to the colonial rulers. Right? We, 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 we took it that every problem we had, while we were where we were, was because there were some white people ruling us. So, 50 years ago, Ghana began a, a, a chain reaction and kicked out the white rulers. So, well, 50 years have gone by, and it is quite clear after 50 years that that was not really the problem. In fact, we may have been better off keeping them, and uh, they, 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 would have, they would have developed things for us and made the country into a better place. I don't know. I mean, you can only postulate. But you can compare with South Africa, which has been ruled, you know, by their colonial powers till just 10 years ago. And when you, land in, when you land in South Africa today, you think you've landed in Holland. The, it's just, it's just amazing. You, you can't really believe you are in Africa. You've got to go there to see what Africa can be. How nice it can be. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Are you there? So you always have a problem that presses you. You feel the problem. And when there's a problem, you want to be free. So when you are ruled by a colonial master, you want to be free from him. I tell you, no matter... What you can get from what by him staying. You, you feel that that's the only thing that you need to be free from. So the people of Israel were being ruled by Romans. You understand? So that, that was something they really didn't want. You get it? So it's like, we just want to be free. You see? So there is a way in which your current pressing problem directs your vision. Direct the vision of the day. Are you understanding what I'm saying? There is a way in which your current problem or whatever problem you experience now sort of guides you. Okay? So if, if you have a marital problem, you know, you could be guided by the marital problem into something. If you have financial problems, you could be guided. By the financial problems into something. If you have a, any problem you can imagine, it sort of guides you. Okay? So, and it is not easy to have a big problem and not be guided by the big problem. Are you listening to me? So it takes a special group of people who have problems, have things that press them, and yet... Have another vision and another aim. Are, are you with me? It, it's a special person, and I see you as those special people. Hallelujah! Because everybody here has a problem and has problems that press us, that we feel. I'm not at all deceived by the fact that you are in America, that you, you don't have problems. No. Huh? Yeah! Because I told you yesterday that when you were taking your flights, some people didn't buy tickets but they came. And I followed you 
right up to this place and you still have problems. Are you listening to me? And sometimes, you know, sometimes you feel even that your problem is the place that you live. Like, like some people may, may one day think, look, my problems are because I'm in America. So I'm going to wherever. I'm going to Canada. You know, so my problems are in America. So I'm, I'm going to Hawaii. Or I'm going, I don't know where, where it's not America. I'm going to England. Or I'm going to Ghana. You know. And, and, and people also feel, you know, like there are many people in, in Ghana. I come from Ghana. That is why I'm talking about Ghana. There are many people in Ghana and Nigeria. In fact, especially Ghana and Nigeria, these two countries. Who feel that their problem is, is the country. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if I can get out I'll be okay but you got out and you are not okay you get it so anyway so the point I'm trying to make is that there, all human beings have problems and these Jews or these disciples of Jesus who had been with Jesus have gone through all that they've gone through now Jesus has risen from the dead now they were just about to do what we all do. They were just about to redirect this resurrection power, this testimony of Jesus, this great story, and this great salvation into politics. And they were now saying, Now, are you now going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Huh? And Jesus said, Nah. You got it wrong again. And we are still getting it wrong up till today. And that's why I came here to tell you, my friend, no matter what problems you have, God wants to help you to lift up your eyes above the problem. Like a pastor. The fact that you see a man of God preaching and ministering powerfully doesn't mean that he doesn't have a problem. Sometimes he has, a, a, you know, such a wild problem that you'll be amazed when he starts to talk about his private life. Or not even private, but like what he doesn't say. And you say, Have you been having this problem for a long time? One day, I was sharing with somebody some uh, problem. The person said, so when did this begin? (laughs) I said, you are new. It has not begun, it has been there. (laughs) There are a lot of beasts. You will learn... Give them some small food so that they just be cool in the house. <laughs> Feed them little by little. But they don't grow wild. But they are there. And they don't go away. It's true. And that is, most of the medical practices like that. If it's diabetes, if it's hypertension, if it's asthma, if it's sickle cell disease, if it's epilepsy, if it's madness, if it's all the psychiatric conditions, you just give something small, give, feed it a little, that it will be cool, it will not kill you this year or this month. You understand? <laughs> just give it something small. Sometimes it's form of a small tablet. Okay. I won't kill you today. Let's go. It doesn't mean the problem is gone. Problem is there. That you manage. That's how many of our marital problems, financial problems, social problems, all these things are with us. But now Jesus says, Jesus says, I know the Romans are oppressing you. I know you've got problems. I know you feel so bad about all this. But, let me just bring you to the real point. You shall receive power. Hallelujah. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my 
witnesses in both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the remotest parts of the earth. Right? So when the Holy Spirit comes on you or the Holy Spirit is present in a church, right, you are witnesses. Okay? You, 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 you spread the word of God. But, that, so that is a sign of the Holy Spirit. Not speaking in tongues per se. The sign of the presence of the Holy Spirit is, is people who talk about Jesus, who preach about Jesus, who evangelize, who spread the word of God. When you see somebody doing that, then you can know the Holy Spirit is with the person. Now, it is time for us to know how to recognize the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know how Jesus was recognized? Jesus, Jesus recog- uh, uh, John the Baptist recognized Jesus. He said, the one on whom you see the Spirit. He's the one. And then not only that, the one on whom you see the Spirit, and you see the Spirit remaining. He's the one. So, we need to recognize, be able to recognize the Holy Spirit. Even though the Holy Spirit is invisible. Because John the Baptist was told how to recognize Jesus. The one on whom you see the Spirit descending, is the one. And the one on whom you see the Spirit remaining, is the one. Okay, so we need to be able to recognize, how do we know the Holy Spirit is in the church? You see, this is, you reading it here. It says, you receive power after the Holy Spirit comes. And then you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem. And number two in Jerusalem. And number three in Jerusalem. And number four in Jerusalem. Ah. So, one of the signs of the presence of the Holy Spirit is a church, a ministry, a person who is a witness of Jesus in Jerusalem? And both. He started by saying both in. Both in. Jerusalem. Judea. Judea is just a little further from where you are. Okay? Do you understand? Judea is like Virginia. And then Richmond is in Virginia. So it's like to say in Richmond and then in Virginia, which is a larger place, but it's also part of, what do you call it? I believe, God willing, our trip to Jerusalem, which I hope will come on this year, if you are able to come, you'll find out, you'll see some of these places. Jerusalem, Judea, then Samaria are half-castes. Half-breeds, like me. You get it? People who don't belong anywhere. You understand what I'm talking about? Are you there? Okay, so half, half-breeds, half-castes, half and half. Those people, and, and, and they're different. Okay? Maybe different color, different accent, different way of speaking. But somehow, not taught. Not that far, but they are different. And you, you know, we all don't like, we don't say so, but we don't mix much with people who are different. The more the Holy Spirit is on you, the more you will be able to mix with different people that are, speak differently, talk differently, and Behave differently, think differently, the more the Holy Spirit is on you. I'm not saying anything new. I'm reading the verse that you all read. Samaria. When you come to Accra, where our headquarters is now, you'll see a mixture of people. Different countries of people. I mean, you can't even know where this one comes from. It's a sign of the presence of the Holy Spirit on a ministry. 
from my wife has even formed uh, what they call a star fellowship. You know, I just called it that because I, I told her, you know, foreigners. You know, when you are a foreigner in a country, you never know until you read it. That's why Jesus. That's why God told them you were a foreigner in Egypt. So be, be very kind to foreigners. It's not easy to be a foreigner. In our office where we are making books, I have somebody from uh, I have somebody who I just employed from Vancouver, actually from Cameroon. She's come to work. I have somebody come from Mexico, a Mexican uh, lady, somebody from Namibia, somebody from uh, South Africa, from different places, all over. Place. They just mixed. We can't Jamaica. They have a Jamaican. I mean, all kinds of people. You get what I'm saying? The, and they are. We don't. We don't notice different countries and cultures so much anymore. It's disappearing because of the Holy Spirit. Now, when we were not having the Holy Spirit to that extent, we were just a Ghanaian church in. Ghana. Are you there? No Samaritans. And then the next place is the uttermost or the remotest parts of the earth. Far, far, as far as possible. Okay? So this, this is a sign of the presence. Now it is it is a job for every church. It is a job for every church. Now it, it says that he, Jesus was talking to the church in Jerusalem. The disciples were at one place. And he was saying when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. So I want to say to the American church. If the Holy Spirit is here. There must be witnesses you people must witness in Jerusalem. It's good. Then in Judea. Okay, so we started in New York. Then we went to Judea, which was New Jersey. And Maryland. You get it? Are you still around? Yeah. If this is boring to you, you can go to your room. This is a work missions conference. If you are not serious, you shouldn't come here. This one, I'm not here to teach you how to have a good marriage or how to be successful. There's no success here. It's only Jesus Christ. Okay? Are you there? Now, don't come for sack me. I told you before, and I told them, make a thing so that they don't say camp meeting. It's not that I'm a camp. It's a world missions conference. Are you there? So you can take a decision in during the next break. You can leave. And. This church now needs to go to Samaria. The other people who are different. Yeah. Spanish. White. Different colors. Different countries. Behaviors, African Americans, any other different group that is different from you, but not too far in America. And then, uttermost, some people from here must go far. Okay? Okay? You must go to islands. You must go to South America, to Chile, to the bottom, down there, to Africa. If the Holy Spirit is in this church, people from here will go. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is here. Amen. You can send money, but it's different, you see, it's different from sending people. A church which sends money. It's different from a church which sends people. And if I really love you, I will not be just interested in your money. I'll be interested in you becoming what God wants you to become. Now, it is mysterious 
about why we are supposed to go to Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost part. There is something mysterious about, about traveling. Somehow, if you stay in one place forever, and you work, 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 you will only win a certain number of people in that town. No matter how long you stay, and how hard you try. That is why Pastor Joe could go to Atlanta and be neighbors of somebody like Eddie Long, Bishop Eddie Long or Creflo Dollar, and still have souls and members. Yeah. Because your role in a city is up to a point. Now you've got another role in Judea. So as you sit in Jerusalem, because you don't want to make some changes, a time will come when your work in Jerusalem is up to a point. So your Judea work is waiting for you. And you, you, you are insisting on staying in the Jerusalem job. But your Judea work is waiting, pending. And then your Samarian work is also on hold. You get it? And then your uttermost, remotest work is also waiting on hold that you are insisting on the Jerusalem thing because you want to make Jerusalem into the wildest, biggest palace, mega, whatever. That's why people don't go. And you'll find out that, for instance, in my book, The um, Win the Lost, you have a copy here. You have a copy of Win the Lost? Oh, give it to me then. There, there is something that I quoted when they were sending missionaries to Ghana. The Swiss and German people were sending missionaries to Ghana. Right? Some people protested in Switzerland. And they said, why do you send people to as far as Africa when we have sinners and wicked people in this city of Switzerland? Hey. They were about to contradict the wisdom of Jesus Christ. And if they had, thank you, if they had not come to Ghana, Ghana would have been like Algeria or Morocco. One day I went to a country in North Africa and they told me something. They said, here, we don't have Christians. They didn't know who I was. They say, here, we don't have Christians, we don't have Jews, and we don't have Americans. There is no Jew here, there is no Christian, and there is no American in this country. I tell you, and the guy told me, he said, no, there's no, there is no Jew here. And to go to that country, you must not have a stamp in your passport that you have ever been to Israel. Yeah, it cannot be. And they told us we don't have Jews, we don't have Christians, we don't have Americans. Because Christianity and missionaries and people who are supposed to go, they, don't, they didn't go when then, 150 years ago, they stayed on this, based on this argument. Can you find it for me? You know, I quoted it somewhere, others are wasting my time. Whoever, if you know the book, we're fine. Huh? Are you there? Yeah. yeah. So based on that argument, they almost didn't come to Ghana. <laughs> I was about, I was about to be condemned to, to death by somebody taking that decision. Where is it? Yeah. Are you there? When missionaries were going to be sent, I would like to quote the argument that one such person made. Right? And I I read in my book, I know there are people today who would say, why should we send missionaries to any country when there are millions of unsaved people all around in our own country? There is no need to go anywhere. The sinners are next door. And it is much more economical to do evangelism in our own neighborhood. Is it not any more economical? Right? Now listen to this. This is quoted from the Swiss book on history. 
Swiss history book. It says, wouldn't it be strange if a mission were sent out from Switzerland while there is such dire need that someone comes to us in order to put an end to the rampant domestic paganism in the heads of our own nobles and commoners, smart heads and dimwits alike. You know, he was saying that there are dimwits, there are smarter, there are fools, and there's a rampant paganism, so they should not send uh, people. Alright? But gradually, you know, uh, a complete, you know, the zealous people would not be deterred, and a complete missionary organization called the Basel Mission Evangelical Missionary Society was established. Are you there? Amen. So they went out. In, um, they gave up themselves. You know the Basel mission in 1822. Graduates were sent out. To somewhere in the Russian territory. Between the Black Sea and the Caspian. And there were sizable communities of German and Swiss settlers. In need of pastoral care. Alright. But there were also. Unknown indigenous peoples. Some of them had already, be, already been Christianized in the early beginnings of the faith, while others had become Muslims. Alright? And then the Basel Missionary Society continued to dispatch missionaries to other places. Alright? The feedback from these outreaches opened their eyes, the eyes of their leadership, to new missionary horizons. Are you there? Notably West Africa, India, China, and these destinations eventually became the most important targets of the Basel Mission Society. Hallelujah. Alright. However, as the work, you know, progressed, other missions came up. And they started to flow. Politically, you know, many times your, the missionary work flows according to the politics. Because as the slave traders and so on came... To Africa, it opened up a route. There were ships coming. So you just join a ship. You get it. So sometimes God uses the polity. He uses, maybe He's giving you an American passport. Then you can go to certain places, or Canadian passport, or access to certain places. Where, like I've been trying to send a missionary to Guyana for some time. But the reason why he can't go, he, he, he can enter Guyana, but he needs a transit visa in Europe, and they are not prepared to give him the transit visa. So he cannot go. Because he has a Ghanaian passport and they won't give him a transit visa. Just British Airways or KLM. Nobody is prepared to drop him and then continue. So he's there. So we can't send anybody I mean, to help the missionary who is there. And the missionary who is there has a, a, a European passport. That's how come he was able to even get there in the first place. So all these places exist and you realize that God makes certain political arrangements... You get it? So that the missions are sent out. And that is why even the situation happened in Ghana and, and Nigeria. To drive many Ghanaians and Nigerians out of Ghana and Nigeria. To move us into the world. And into many places we would never have gone to. And never have dreamed of going. To use us. You get it? To spread the gospel. And to continue to do his will and to do his work. Amen. That's why you shouldn't be too angry with some of the leaders and presidents and type of people that we are. Because the Bible says every authority is set there by God. God is doing his ultimate will through these people. He's guiding. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here if Ghana was a good place or Nigeria or Cameroon. Or where, I don't know where you are coming from. You would not be here. You know? And even the, 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 the African-Americans or whatever, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for slave trade and all those things. You belong back over there, but God spread out. God had His own way of sharing people to accomplish His will, to do His will. Hallelujah! Are you listening to me? And through that, through that, He is accomplishing His purposes in the earth. Mysterious though it may be, but He is definitely doing His will. And so, this church, this church, America, not just the London church or the Ghana church. Must send missionaries. Otherwise, it's a sign that the presence of the Holy Spirit is not here. But rather the presence of the Spirit of the world is here. You know what it's like when the Spirit of the world is in the church? You know, many of the things we are preaching about and doing, it's not the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of the world. Love not the world. 
Neither the things that are in the world. For the lust of the eyes. The beautiful things we see. The lust of the flesh. The desires of our body. The comforts. The malls. The shops. The dresses. The clothes. Okay. And then the pride of life. Where do you live? I live on Martin Luther Boulevard. Where do I live? I live in Paco Brown Street in Ghana or whatever. It, 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 doesn't sound, it doesn't sound great. Where do, you, where do you come from? From Ghana? Guyana? No, Ghana. Ghana. Where is Ghana? Who's always in Africa? Oh, I know Nigeria. But I don't know Ghana. So, okay. I have a friend in Guinea. Do you know him? I, 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 I have a friend in Kenya. Do you know him? You know, because you say you come from Ghana. I said, do, do you know somebody in Kenya? You know, so, because Africa is one country. <laughs> Forgive. It doesn't sound great to say you come from Ghana. No, but there's the pride of life. So many of us are following the pride of life rather than following the Holy Spirit. I want to live at a place and some of us will be better off somewhere else but the pride of like I live here or I am there or I have this or I have that is what guides us not the Holy Spirit. Are you listening to me? Yes. But I believe that the Holy Spirit is coming into this church and the presence of the Holy Spirit is going to cause us. Now, the church in London, I'm going to compare, it's a sister church. Because a Pastor Joel who's overseeing here came from there. They have sent missionaries to, from London to Manchester. To Birmingham. To Luton. These are places in England. To um, Edinburgh. To Northampton. To Wales, to uh, what's it, Cardiff, to Wales, Edinburgh, Sheffield. I, I preached in Sheffield the other time. Leeds. These are five hours, there are hours of, and those churches are doing very well. It's great. That's, that is, that is, um, that is Judea. <laughs> Are you there? Samaria is not easy. Not yet. Now, they have also been able to send people to the uttermost parts of the earth. From London. They sent people from the London church, UK church, to Australia, which is, if you like, Samaria. Also, to Kenya, Pastor Obi, huh? you are his children. These are his converts here. He sent to, he's gone to Kenya. He was a rich man, successful, more successful than most of you, in, in England, and he abandoned everything, sold his house, sold his business, handed it over, and moved to Nairobi. Yeah, and now he started branches in Mombasa, in Kisumu, and other places. And he's, the church is working fully. Kevin, no, no, I'm just telling you, I'm just showing you the sign of the presence of the Holy Spirit, and I'm just saying it not to discourage you, but to give you a vision. Are you there? And I also want to show you there are people who have bright eyes for things just like your eyes are bright. <laughs> Yeah, for shiny things. <laughs> they also give themselves. You get it? Are you there? Okay. And, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about hustlers. We have the hustlers. But we also have the nobles. Kevin. He went to Cameroon. And they are doing very well in Cameroon. I'm yet to go there. To... to um, Yaoundé, and they are moving to Douala. They should be moving this month to Douala. And they are doing well. They sent us a video from the church. It was so moving. 
the whole church watched it. They actually were sending it to me. I don't know whether it was uh, my birthday or something. And they, they sent a video, the whole church. Or, uh, oh, we were so moved in the church. You know, it wasn't intended to be for the whole church. But I just, when I looked at it, I just, oh, you know. And they, they, they are so happy to be out there. We are not talking about people who can't travel to Europe. We are talking about people who were living, I'm, I'm talking about they were living there. That's where they were dwelling. So I'm just telling you, you know, people have bright eyes. Just as your eyes are bright. Look at the brightness of the eyes of your neighbor and see. <laughs> Are you there? And then uh, to Botswana, we have Dennis, who was also living and working in um, in England. He's now there. He's forced to be there. It's not easy to stay in Botswana. The papers, the pieces and things. That is just breaking through now. Broken through, actually. Yeah. His wife was also a pharmacist. British citizens. Living and working and earning good money. You get it? You get it? I'm talking about missions. So if you don't want missions, during the next break, you can leave. Okay? Because that's what this, pro- this program is about. Okay? And then we have Irene and Daniel, lawyers, working in Nottingham, in private practice. Irene, many times I'll call her, she's quarreling with some judges in court, sorting them out, calling the judges and the other prosecutors and other things. That was her, which is a lawyer, working there. They've gone to Mali. Yeah. Mali. And when, when the Daniel Lander said that the place is, those of you who know Ghana, it's, 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 it said it's, it's like the whole country is like Nima. If you know where Nima is, there's a, it's a place in Ghana. <laughs> hey! Are you listening to me? I'm talking about people who have bright eyes for the future. Just like you have bright eyes. People with citizenship, passports, visas, stay, whatever. They are not being deported. <laughs> and then, um, I'm, I'm just about, huh? No, I'm just about to, when I am going, uh, I've already sent him a, there's another, uh, one of our pastors is in uh, uh, one of the towns. In, in, in England, you know, I've sent him a text. I'm sending him to Nigeria, to the east of Nigeria. Yeah, the east. Keep watching. As you sit down, afraid with your tail between your legs. <laughs> we are talking about the Holy Spirit and the presence of the Holy Spirit and what the presence of the Holy Spirit does. In a church, you see, you can assume that somebody else is doing something. That we are talking about Jesus telling them that you will go to both. You will go to both. You don't go and then your children will go. You will go to both. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. In other words, it's the combined. It's, it's a sign of the press. In fact, when I read this verse and I found myself at Healing Jesus Crusade going to remote places, I felt so happy. I said, oh, then maybe it means that the Holy Spirit is with me. Yeah. Because I've been in Accra, I've been working, and I'm now going further into far places. We are, we are just about to go into the Afran plains of Ghana. We are crossing the lake. You know, and the, you, you cross the lake for nine hours to get to some of the places on a pontoon. Yeah, these type of pontoons which easily collapse. So we have to get, uh, what do you call it? Life jacket, to t- put the tracks on and the tracks cross. Cross on the, on the lake. 
for hours to places nobody likes that place nobody nobody even the government even doesn't go to that place <laughs> I'm just sending someone to the east of, of Nigeria. I've already sent it. And the guy that I'm sending there, right, is all in process. I was in Ethiopia, okay, and I sent him a text that I want to send him to the Democratic Republic of Congo. That is Kishasa, uh, where they are fighting. But they continued the fighting. They did the election. They were still fighting. I said, no. The judgment has not finished at that place. So, when they finish the judgment, <laughs> we will send somebody there. Because you can't go where God is judging. Mm-hmm. You have to follow what the doors that God is opening and you don't have to struggle. When it's time to die, we'll, we'll go straight to the place we are going to die. No bend, no care. We'll go arrive there straight and die. But until then, we will not go to that place. <laughs> Are you listening? Yeah. <laughs> then, Pastor Paul, I sent Pastor Paul to Venezuela. You got to go to these countries to see how poor they are. Some of you have never been to South America. You will know. If they join South America and Africa, it's one country. Poverty. Poverty. You, 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 you have to go there to see. I've traveled in South America. I've been to towns in Bolivia where I have to travel for four hours driving. Three hours driving in Panama. In, uh, in, in Bolivia, I traveled to is it Asuncion. There are different, I can't even remember the names of the town. Different places. Cochabamba. Hey! A place where they, their export is cocaine. That's the main export. <laughs> the main work is cocaine. <laughs> Pastor Paul, I sent him there. He's a British citizen. He has his own firm, private lawyer law firm. When I tried to stop him, he said, Bishop, I beg you. When I try to read, I say, oh, be here. No. You spoil my life. I need to go. You see, I send people who want to go. Not people who, who, who ask questions like, is there, is there anything to do? Is there anywhere to go? <laughs> is there anywhere to go? <laughs> There's just so much work to be done. Oh, Lord. Yeah. It's not a matter of is there is there is there something to do? A world full of six billion people are asking whether there's somewhere are there are there any missionary spots that are available? <laughs> and his assistant David also living in England. I sent David Jedu to he was in um, and I'm saying this to encourage you. Because the Holy Spirit is also has crossed the Atlantic to come into the church. He's breathing on you. Amen. Living in England to Jamaica. Yeah. You know, one time I said, one, my pastor, said when he was trying to help them to get in there, he told me, since I arrived here, he arrived in the afternoon and he left the next day. When he called me from the airport, he said, since I came here, and I'm leaving. They have murdered eight people. <laughs> in Jamaica. I mean, just in the area. It's, hey! When I went to Trinidad, I also sent Pastor Robert and his wife. They were in Geneva. Yeah. Earning thousands of His wife told me, she told me how many thousand dollars she saves every month. Oh yeah. That in her job that she had at the, at the UN. So I, I, that's my savings. This number of thousand dollars savings every month. I send them to Trinidad without a, any job. Yeah. I'm showing you people who have bright eyes for lakes and that, uh, mountains and jewelry and watches. They, all, they also know what are watches and rivers and cars. When I got to Trinidad, there was a guy who was uh, escorting us. 
right? There was a guy who was escorting me, and then he dropped us at the hotel, went out. Then when I, ca- I came back, you know, when he came back to pick us in the evening, he saw that we were also just coming from somewhere. You know, then when I, he was not happy. When I got to church, the pastor called me aside. This thing is getting colder. Whoever is cooling us out here, to just. <laughs> it was too hot, now it's too cold. <laughs> Are you there? Are you listening? And the pastor called me aside and said, Listen, anywhere you are going in Trinidad, we have assigned this man. He's a policeman. He's armed. You may not know, he's armed. You see? And then they were showing me, this person was beheaded yesterday. (laughs) They behead. (laughs) Not for the testimony of Jesus. Yeah. And they showed me, so we stopped, you see the newspaper, and he told me, he said that, the guy said, please, we have had an experience before. And we don't want anything to happen. The guy, the policeman told me, he said, and a retired policeman, I think you are a policeman that you retire by the age of 50. Or 40 something, you are retired. You know, I think it's very stressful. And he said, I don't want anything to happen whilst you are in my airspace. Yeah. I sent people there. I just sent another person there. And then to St. Lucia, Leslie, and Kofi from London. They are all British. When they speak, you see that they are, they, are, they are not from, I mean, Africa. Yeah, it's true. Now, I'm just trying to explain to you the presence of the Holy Spirit lets you not just do what is in Jerusalem. Both. Everybody say both. Say both. Yeah. Both Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other parts, most parts of the world. America. Can you imagine if the churches in America, these huge churches that you see, can you imagine how much money they put in the bank on Mondays? Can you imagine? Millions of dollars. Tight paying members, 5,000, 10,000. Paying tithes. Can you imagine? But it has no effect on the mission field. Because missionary work is not television. Where there are people, there's no television. I can I can assure you about that. There's no television there. The real world, there's no TV there. There's no satellite. They don't know. The one of the towns we are going to, I think it's called Kwame Danso or Donkokromo, one of those towns there. Yeah. There's another one, Kwame Danso, it's a place that we're going. Somebody went there, you know, he was telling me he had been there before with a helicopter when the president was, he was working with the president. He said when they give them money, they give them, they give them 10,000 CDs, the currency in Ghana, 10,000. The guys rejected it. They said because they have not seen it before. They didn't use it, that money over there. That's how, and that's like saying one dollar, one dollar bill or uh, 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 $10 bill or $5 bill is, they, don't, they have not seen $10 or $100 before or $20 I rejected it because they, they are not used to such monies they use I don't know what they use nobody cares nobody wants to know and you see the attitude that we have is that we didn't cause their problems so we can't be responsible for all these issues you know, but I tell you, that is why Jesus told us when the Holy Spirit comes, that before then we'll all be like this. Mm. I have to watch out for myself, for my child, for myself, for my future. I want my children to be like this. I want this to be like that. I want to have this house like that. I must have this amount of money in my savings. I must have this. I must do that. I must accomplish this. I must become this. Before the Holy Spirit. Before the Holy Spirit comes. But after the Holy Spirit comes, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, your eyes will change. And you will lift your eyes up high. And you will see beyond. You see beyond. You see beyond your little 
your small micro world, your little group, and you see that there is something beyond that calls for us. Even though there are still souls unsaved right where we are, in maybe in your next door neighbor's apartment. There are still there's a call. There's a cry. Come, help us. Send somebody who would stay with us. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? Very good. How many are understanding the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Amen. Now let's go to Acts chapter 2. Can you just turn off the cold thing, please? Now, when they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, okay, verse 4. Now, this is the coming of the Holy Spirit. Now, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Is that not so? Now, there were certain Jews living in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. When this sound occurred, the crowd came together and they were bewildered. Because each of them was hearing that speaking in their own language. They were amazed and astonished. Okay? Now, verse 14. But Peter, taking his stand with the eleven, raised his voice and declared to them. Or, if you like, he preached. Are you listening? Okay? He preached. And then he said, Men of Judea, these men are not drunk as you suppose. For it is only the third Hour. Amen. But this is what was spoken of. Then he continued preaching. The verse 22. Men of Israel, listen to these words. Jesus of Nazareth. He's now telling the story of Jesus. A man attested to you by God with miracles, signs, wonders, which God performed through him in your midst, just as you yourself know. This man was delivered over. So he talks about the miracles. About Jesus. Then verse 23. He continues. This man delivered over by the predetermined plan. And foreknowledge of God. You nailed to a cross. By the hands of godless men. But God raised him from the dead. So he talked about the cross. Of Jesus Christ. He talked about what Jesus did for us on the cross. And then the next one. He talks about the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. But God raised him up. Alright. From the dead. And then he goes on. And he preaches. And preaches. Alright Now verse 37 When they heard this They were pierced to the heart Alright And they said to Peter And the rest of the apostles Brethren What shall we do And Peter said to them Repent Each one of you And be baptized In the name Of Jesus Christ For the forgiveness Of your sins And you will receive The gift of the Holy Spirit Amen and amen, amen. What do you think When the Holy Spirit comes You start to preach it's a sign of the presence of the Holy Spirit. So the more of the Holy Spirit that is in your life, you become more of a preacher and of a pastor. How many want more of the Holy Ghost in your life? Yeah. You see, the sign of the presence of the Holy Spirit is not necessarily that you fall down when hands are laid on you. Sometimes we fall down when the Holy Spirit comes on us, when hands are laid on us. But I want you to see, these are the main things which happen when the Holy Spirit falls on us, we are affected and we go from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the outermost part. Both. You. For you. Amen. And so, God wants people, okay, who are going to go. Can I have some empty chairs? Can I have ten chairs? Give me ten empty chairs. Give me ten empty chairs. No, no, not your chair. Yeah. Any chair? No, no, actually, let me have the ones up from the back so that we don't disturb this. Any empty chairs at the back? Give me ten. No, no, don't bring this one. Just from the back. Now, South America is waiting. Amen. Amen. Can you put the chairs here? One, two, three, four, up to ten. It's also what I have seen in the spirit. Yeah, you can use that as well. Two, three, four, five, six, 
seven, just ten, eight, nine, and ten. Wow. 